0: So welcome to another episode of Style with Shara. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to check out this week's episode. In case you're new to the show, let me introduce myself. My name is Shara and I am a wardrobe stylist, fashion blogger, and podcast host. And you are tuning into a podcast that is, yes, of course, about fashion and style and Just the different things that go on in my journey and within the fashion world as a whole. But also a lifestyle podcast. So one where I offer my perspective and lessons I've learned and am still learning really. Um, not just as a young woman finding her way in the fashion industry, but also just a human being and a spiritual being. And so I use this podcast to share gems with you guys as I learn them. So we learn together. So if you like what you hear and if you like to keep up with fashion and style and you're a fashion addict, as am I, but you also are just Just constantly looking for ways to just level up in your life in several aspects, not just style-wise, and you occasionally want a fresh perspective on lifestyle and well-being, this is the perfect podcast for you. So again, thank you so much for checking it out. So on to this week's topic. So last week, I talked about Blacks in fashion as it relates to the luxury retail world. And by the way, just shout out to everyone who went out of their way to tell me how much they enjoyed last week's episode. Because this season, I definitely promised myself that I was just going to be more open and go a little bit more in depth when it comes to my opinions on certain issues within the fashion realm. Um, And last week, I definitely wouldn't say that I held my tongue on any of the issues that I spoke on. So. I'm just happy that my take on things was well understood and well received by you guys. So, again, thank you guys so much for supporting. So, this week I decided to I think I'm going to call this episode it's not the season for that. And <laughs> judging by the title, a lot of you guys might be thinking that I'm talking about um since this is a fashion podcast, not wearing certain pieces in certain seasons. But this week, I actually wanted to kind of do like I did the first episode of the season. So a couple weeks back, um, like the one I did on trusting yourself. And just I wanted to just talk a little bit more about The current season that I'm in, in my life, and just kind of open up about it. And hopefully you guys can relate as well. And hopefully you guys can see some parallels, you know, between my life and your life and be able to make some connections that could possibly help you just renew your mindset, so to speak, um, the way I've been working on doing right now in my own life. Um, So when I say it's not the season for that, really, I'm talking about it not being the right time in my life for certain toxic habits and negative mindsets and just overall just things that hold me back because like when I I was thinking about it the other day like I'm just thinking about my life over the past few years and since I started styling and fashion has taught me so much more than just like how to put together cute clothes, like even just just chasing a dream has taught me so much more than I would even think. Like this journey that I'm on has really shown me not only my biggest flaws or some of the things that I let slide in my life, both from myself and from other people. But on the upside, it's also just taught me that I'm a lot more gifted and capable than I would have expected. Um, but in order for that to really come to fruition and come to the forefront, like I envision for my life, it takes for me to really like move completely out of my own way and just push myself out of the norm and out of some of the comfort zones, I would say, that really just what if I stay in it, would keep me from being aligned with what I say that I want in this chapter of my life. And I know some people have asked me from time to time um, in the past what I feel like is the biggest challenge so far um, as a stylist and just as someone who is chasing a dream. And any day of the week, hands down, across the board, I will always have to say like, it was myself, <laughs> like no one else. Like, I, would, I could easily just um, say that, oh, this person in the industry who might have tried to shade me or keep me from this opportunity um, or the fact that it's hard to maintain resources as a stylist, um, you know, would be the biggest challenge. And yeah, all that is definitely true, but it's definitely nowhere near as hard as my journey within myself Um, Because Shara dealing with Shara and pushing past her own self-limiting beliefs has been the biggest challenge of my 23-year-old life. Like, I can never sit up here and say that anyone else's actions was the cause of a certain situation not working out for me. Like, of course, I do have certain obstacles outside of myself, you know, like we all do. Um, That at the time, like when I was going through it, might have seemed like, oh, you know, this is what's standing in my way. But really, when I look back at it, um, those obstacles have been like nowhere near as challenging as me pushing past my comfort zone and holding myself accountable for the way that I think and the way that I move and my motives and all that stuff. And honestly, I would definitely say that a lot of what I learned about how this all works like definitely came as a surprise to me because I think some of us get to this place where we figure, like, while we're busy chasing our dreams and our goals, whether they be long-term goals or short-term goals, like, we feel like staying busy doing that will kind of help keep us, like, protected or really distracted from just doing a lot of other work that we need to do and looking at all the other places that we need to grow in our lives and in our minds and in our spirits. And we feel like once we get it together in our career or once we, you know, um, start this business or whatever, that that'll create our happiness. But as soon as you do that, that is exactly when it, like when life begins to test you. And that's when, um, when it just gets revealed to you, the ways that you think and the limits you set on yourself that you didn't even realize that you even had, like, almost instantly. And I used to see this happen, like, all the time in my own life and get, like, so frustrated because I felt like it was something wrong with the way that I did things. Like, I really felt like maybe certain things just weren't meant to happen for me. And, like, like, just... I would go after things and because they wouldn't because they showed me like, oh, you have a lot of personal work to do if you're gonna see this come to fruition, I started feeling like, oh, well maybe, you know, I'm not the right person for this type of job or this type of position. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, sometimes I still do. Um, it's definitely one of those life lessons where I believe it's gonna take a little minute to register because sometimes I'll literally be like, like, what is going on? Like, like who is playing with me? Um, cause like, as soon as I said, I was going to reach this particular milestone in my career, you know, whatever that may be now, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm going through hell in my personal life. Or as soon as I said, I was finally going to invest in this part of my pers- in my business. Um, now, you know an emergency expense comes up that i need to use that money for. Like who is setting me up over here? Like, you know, i would feel like like just please tell me like what unseen force is trying to see me fail because that's really what it feels like sometimes when you set your mind to something and it's like it's almost like the universe heard you saying it and it's like oh, okay, well let me like ruin that plan real quick, you know, while we at it. So, that was just the most frustrating thing for me. Um, just growing up because I was very young when I started styling and when I started any type of like business pursuits with this I'm still very young so um, I'm still learning as I go but just to have you know when you're a certain age and you come into a world like fashion or anything business related it can be very disheartening at first because you're getting to see that oh you know everything isn't like school where you get a blue ribbon for trying. You know, like it really is it really will test you every step of the way and it's not always somebody else's fault. A lot of time it's your fault. <laughs> like um and that was of course a hard pill for me to swallow growing up and chasing a dream at the same time and it would just discourage me to the point where I would get off track for a while and I would stop going as hard as I know that I could be going and It just used to, it used to weigh on my spirit a lot. But now I think I'm at a place where it's finally starting to sink in for me, um, that like at, from that moment you decide on it, you're going to start to see challenges pop up almost seemingly out of nowhere. And it's going to be like instant. (laughs) It's going to seem like it's a coincidence. Um, but all those challenges are popping up for is confirmation that you won't fold so easily. Um, and when we go after any type of goal and these challenges and tests start to show up, all the universe is really asking us is, are we sure? Like, are we sure? For me, it was like, okay, are you sure you want to be a stylist? Because you're starting with no resources. It's going to be hard to get clothing for projects and everyone is saying no to working with you. Is that going to make you fold and quit? Yes. No. Like, okay. Like, you know, that's it's just checking you, you know, every step of the way. And, you know, it's up to you how you respond. For somebody else, it might be, you know, are you going to start that brand? Because your first five tries at this look like it's not going to pan out. Um, you know, are you ready to fold yet? And that's that's really what it's there for, is to kind of just to kind of keep you aligned and constantly ask yourself, have you asked yourself, or are you serious about whatever it is that you're going um, after? And like I said, it'll seem to randomly come into play, but in reality, it's really not random. They come to see if you about what you say you about and if the things that you say that you want are really still top priority. And our response to that is is—it's not just about, you know, how we fix it or how we get to that goal. It's control from the very beginning by the way we think as we're working on the goal Um, the people and the situations we surround ourselves with while we're working on it and also just the situations that we choose to give most of our attention to or the the parts of our situation that we decide to dwell on because a lot of us like we you know as we know now what you focus on becomes your experience so the more that you replay a feeling, even after it's over, or the more that you replay an emotion or a scenario in your mind, the realer it becomes in our experience. So we really have to decide, even in times where our situation is not going how we plan, we got to decide which feelings and thoughts and emotions are gonna that we're going to give our loyalty to. Um, and like which parts of our situations are we going to replay in our minds over and over and over again and I've had to learn this the hard way a lot of times Um, like I've had times where it literally seemed like every time I had something important to do like business-wise I would get like really sick and not just like sniffles like I'm talking about like voice gone like whole body sore can't get out of bed coughing up phlegm like all that all that kind of stuff and I think I even talked about it last season on one of the episodes I'm not sure which one. Oh yeah I think I talked about it um on the episode my recap of the convos with Claire event and I was just telling you guys how I got super sick right before I had to go to New York for this event. And it was just a whole thing. But, you know, I stuck it out. And this was happening around that time a lot. But it started a little bit before that. Um, Because it got to the point where people even started noticing, like people would be asking me like, dang, you sick again? Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, Because you was just sick when you had to go to the last event. Like the timing of it was starting to get noticeable. And it, it I don't know, it could have been that I wasn't staying hydrated or taking my vitamins or that I just wasn't getting enough sleep or whatever. But because I'm trying to get better at that as well. I have my best ideas at like (laughs) 3am. So I get like real creative in the middle of the night. But it was just really starting to get really frustrating for me because I want to I like to move like, you know, I like to get stuff done. And especially when I'm in my zone, I just like to be able to move fast and I would just always be carrying around tissues like it was just getting to be too much and it was back to back. So it was really starting to concern me. Um, It turned out that I had vitamin deficiencies, several of them. So that was weighing on my immune system. So I would get sick very easily. Um, And so that was the main cause of it. But. I remember when I got really sick again (laughs) and it was more than just a cold though like I had some kind of really bad inflammatory infection in my sinuses and it was like right around the time when I had booked my very first personal styling client because up until then I had only styled for photo shoots um like I would help family and friends getting dressed and people who knew me would be helping, you know, I would be helping them out and they would ask for my help. But this was like my first paying client that didn't involve a photo shoot. So I was styling them for a trip they were going on. And this was when the whole back to back being sick thing, like I said, was um, first starting and coming into play. And what made it so crazy to me was like before then, at that time, I hadn't been sick for like I don't even think I had, like, a cold for, like, a little over two years. So, like, out of nowhere, right after I booked this client, everything just, you know, started falling apart. My whole body and throat was on fire to the point where it hurt to, like, even move in bed. And my head was, like, my head was on pound. I remember, like, I would try to be on the phone and I would just be laying there with the lights off, like, trying to talk to my client. And I was just, you know... I was trying to just manage, but you know, when my client would be calling, I could barely talk. And at the time, it just felt like the worst timing, and it it was the worst timing. But now looking back, it just seems like that was like for number one, of course, life tested me and asking me, you know, am I sure about you know this move that I'm about to make with this new clientele, and am I serious about you know taking this step? And two, I felt like it was God saying, yes, you are. You are ready. And yes, Shar, you can actually handle adding this level of service to your plate. But it's going to just take a different version of you and a different level of energy for you to succeed in this next phase. Um, And you have to take care of yourself. So that means not just physically, but, you know, mind, body, and spirit. And because once you get into personal styling, it can be very taxing on your energy. Like, any, of course, any business weighs heavily on your energy, but especially any service-based business like personal styling, anything where your energy and your conversation with the client, and your presence, and just your like your ability to strategize like on the spot—that's a big part of what they're buying in the first place. Like a lot of people, they think personal styling is just you pick out a dope fit for somebody and you go home. Like no, you work <laughs> for your money. Anybody who is really doing their job as a stylist, everything from educating your client on what works for them to pulls and returns to even just invoices, you know, most of the time you're styling people too, like around their insecurities that people may have about their body. Um, You're educating them on fit and what works best for them and not just in the present moment, but just in the way that they dress every day. And a lot of times you got to deal with people's attitudes, like, so it takes a huge toll on your energy and you have to be fully present and engaged when you're working with your client. Otherwise you're wasting their time and their money. So, and like I told y'all, I'm a one woman show (laughs) for the most part. Most times, unless I'm working on a specific project, like a shoot where I have um, to go over concepts and details with the photographer or like other artists who are part of the project with me. Um, Other than that, it's really just me and God getting stuff done. So me (laughs) diving into just providing that level of service for the first time and just being down bad, (laughs) like a really just different level of sick, it was just a mess. But I definitely got through it. And I just remember I had to meet her at the boutique that I had planned for us to shop at that day. And Even though at the time I was feeling like death, (laughs) I just remember like on the way there, I just kept envisioning everything going well and my client working um, with different pieces that she had never tried and trying on different pieces and just her walking out of the store satisfied with her wardrobe. And then like while I would be thinking that, like I would be coughing and my throat would be throbbing and I would have to fight myself really From leaning into that emotion of me just feeling defeated and sick, like just feeling like, you know, this wasn't going to happen or it wasn't going to go well. Like every time I had one of those negative thoughts, I replaced it with the idea of me and my client just just having a good time, just vibing and us working together again. And because that's a big part, too, of styling is, you know, you want your clients to return back to you. Um, for different, for other events that they may have going on or, you know, to hire, hire you permanently. In the end, I killed it though. (laughs) Like I got my client together for her event that she was going to, like, she looked amazing. And I was able to educate her on different silhouettes that would be flattering for her body type in the future and ways that she could style her separate pieces that she got in different ways. You know when she got back home so that she could get the most out of her purchases and although at the time i was you know feeling and sounding like straight trash because i i already have terrible sinuses like i have terrible sinus issues anybody that's close to me knows what i'm talking about <laughs> like my sinuses disrespect my life on a daily basis so when i get sick i get really sick and anything dealing with my nose and throat is a wrap any type of infection like I really be feeling like I'm on my last leg. Like it's not like I'm being dramatic, but I'm so serious. Um <laughs> but I had to show up for her. Cause like at that time, outside of models and photographers that I was collaborating with at the time, she was the first one to actually invest in my services and trust my vision for her image. So it was no way I was leaving her hanging. Um so just being able to Provide the best for my very first client while I was feeling at my worst. Like I was const- I was constantly coughing up. I- I'm gonna spare y'all like the details, but I was just not feeling it at all that week. And my laptop was broke, so I remember I was just sitting at the desktop, slumped over in a chair because my body was sore, and it was just a mess. Like I got tissues everywhere, just trying to send invoices, like. It was just it, that one, it was only like a one week process, but that one week felt so long. But every time I had a negative thought, like, you know, you should just call and cancel, you're not even going to be able to um, satisfy her as a client because you feel like trash. Like every time I caught myself leaning into that mindset, I was just like, no, like, this is not the time. For that type of mindset, like, you literally cannot afford to envision this going anything, any other way, but amazing. And that's how it ended up turning out. And I just feel like at that moment, I passed the test. Like, I let life know, like, yeah, it's still a go. (laughs) Like, I'm sure this is what I want to do. You're not stopping anything. This is definitely still the plan, I'm sure. And that whole experience really just built my confidence, not not even just like on a styling tip, but just as a powerful woman. (laughs) Like just I was really like pushing through. I was handling my business and regardless of how I was feeling. So I just use that as an example to say, like. That's what we have to constantly do when we're in a certain season of either growth or transition, whether it be from one job to the next or coming out of or even going into a relationship or, you know, just leveling up in our lives in some on some level. Um, I'm realizing how crucial it is to just do inventory on what our mindsets and our patterns and our habits fit like fit in that season of our lives, how they fit Especially like in order for us to even stay consistent for longer than a week or two, you know, and really just be like, like how Diddy says, like just lock in. Um, it's so, it's just so necessary to just constantly check in with yourself and know when certain habits or certain ways that we spend up our time and our attention just are not a good fit. Especially when it comes to having a defeatist attitude, or even sometimes that, you know, that could be an activity that you're doing, whatever it is that, you know, you have a habit of doing, um, a lot of times that has to go (laughs) when it comes to you already being in a less than ideal situation. You have to focus on nothing but the outcome that you want to even have a chance, I feel like, you know. So, and and that's not even like, I would say, for some things, you know, that it may not be, your season for, that's not to say that it'll never be a good fit either, because everything isn't toxic. Um, You know, you might be in a whole different season in your life in three months and be able to do some of the things right now that, well, that right now you're not able to do. Um, And Sometimes it could be just as simple as taking a break from those things and going back to them later. Like, just for example, um, for myself, I know, like, dating (laughs) for me right now is like, Okay, what is that? Because <laughs> like, for one, I know after my last couple experiences with that whole process of really getting to know someone, right now it's just feeling like like don't talk to me. <laughs> like yes, I look, I'm never not looking, <laughs> but it's like honestly, after the last few, I'm still very much on my diary of a mad black woman. Like I'm still on my Bernadine Harris from Waiting to Exhale. Like at this point. I'm about ready to set my son's car on fire, <laughs> so once I get back out of this phase, then we'll see what that dating life is like again. Um, and plus, like on top of that, I know everyone says they're super busy and you make time for things like dating because once you get to a certain level in life, it's it's less about how much time you have and it's more about like what time you make and how you compromise with your time, but. Just with me being so locked in right now, with everything I'm trying to do as far as growing in my spirituality and um, growing as a stylist and as a businesswoman, and then of course trying to make time for family and friends that's been in my life, um, it's just looking like where, like where would Dayton even? I don't even know how it would fit in right now. But that's not to say, like in three months, I might have me a little boo. Like that's not to say. Um, that my priorities won't change. You know, I could be in a better place once I get some things done and get some things solidified. I can be in a different place and, you know, that can come back onto my plate. So, you know, it's all about balance and it's all about um, checking yourself but not being so hard on yourself. Now, I will say one thing that I've learned for sure cannot be coming back. (laughs) It has to be gone forever is me continuing to entertain certain friendships and relationships that have already reached their expiration date and especially like when those people in those situations or the the people you're in those relationships with only feel comfortable around your failures and not your wins like some people really just expect you to like, they want to hear all about your losses, and they want to hear it in detail. Like, girl, what happened? Like, they want to hear every single detail about what went wrong. But when you have good news, like, they're quiet. Like, they're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it's nothing else added to that. <laughs> um, and, you know, we live in this society. Like, I've had this conversation with a lot of people my age about um, people talking about how social media is so inauthentic because people are not willing to always share their losses and they only show their achievements. And I get that, you know, it is encouraging sometimes to see some things that people you look up to might be going through. But at the same time, I just feel like in friendships and just in life in general, like it's not your responsibility to share all of your losses with everyone all the time, like you can take some L's in private, and you should be able to come back and be like, okay, or you don't even have to like, even if you don't dwell on them, like some people have an issue with you not dwelling on your losses and focusing on the opportunities that you have in front of you. And it shows up in friendships. And you can tell because people are very brief with you when you have good news. Um, And so that's one thing I definitely had to cut out. And I literally could not afford that type of friendship in this season of my life. So that's something that can never come back. Like, um, even recently, I had to cut off a friend or, you know, part ways with a friend because I just feel like when people start to get, like, comforted by things that happen that are not good for you or like when people start to get comforted by your failures and they need that in order to feel a certain level of relief from their situation or like you know like they because they already feel like they're behind so you know that is like a moment of comfort for them they hear how you failed or how you messed up at something like that's just to me when it becomes a problem like that's not keeping it real that's misery loving company and you know, so I had to really check that in my own life. I had a very close friend, you know, that someone I was really close with for years. And I don't know, like, it just started to feel like in our friendship, like, if I wasn't taking an L around the same time she was, or if I was still maintaining and still just trying to build my brand and, really might have been actually taking L's behind the scenes, but just decided not to focus on that and decided to focus on the opportunities that I had in front of me, then all of a sudden that was a problem because it was like I wasn't wallowing in my losses maybe on the same level that she was at the time. And for me, the last straw was when I had like a major opportunity. I was styling for some shows that I was really excited about. And working with some dope brands it's just some other younger creatives within my generation that's like really making that mark in fashion and this friend of mine she just could not seem to be fully supportive like she had something negative to say about every little thing um and she she knew how hard i had worked to get to that kind of opportunity but she was dealing with her own frustrations when it came to her own dreams And I could tell it was affecting everything, especially our communication, because the way she was talking to me, like, I was just like, okay, hold up. Like, this was never a thing in our relationship. Like, let's please not act brand new. Um, But anyway, that was a major lesson for me recently. And I had to realize that the moves I'm trying to make and the ways I'm trying to think and navigate my life, it's not the season for me to be apologetic about any level of success that I may gain cuz in my eyes I haven't even really begun to leave the mark I want to leave not only in this fashion game but just in life so like if you're mad now like you really got to go cuz like by the time I listen like by the time I get to where I'm going to go like so <laughs> I just want to encourage you guys listening as well if you feel like you're in a season of transition as I am It's so important, especially, like, in that season, not to engage with anyone who makes us feel uncomfortable about our failures or, you know, our successes. Um, Like, whoever is in your circle, I just feel like we should be able to share them when we're ready and be able to feel that support when we're up and also, you know, when we're down. But, you know, not just when we're down because it makes other people comfortable. Or because it may make people feel like, you know, y'all are on an even playing field. Because I'm learning that it's already going to be uncomfortable when you succeed at a certain level. And it sounds crazy, like, you know, you would be happy. But it really is scary when you get to a new level of success. Um, because every level that you start to impress yourself with, you yourself have to get used to that. Because that's the whole new standard that you set for yourself. And it's almost like once that's done you have to come to terms with knowing that anything below that standard that you set for yourself now is basically mediocre. So you got to make new commitments to yourself and your effort. And that in itself can be hard to adjust on your own, let alone other people, you know, expressing or kind of like subliminally showing you that they're not cool with it either. So having an energy leech or a hater around definitely doesn't help the process. And for me, you know, you might ask, like, you know, how do you know if something is not the right season in your life or if you can't afford to have that friend or that bad habit or whatever? For me personally, the way I can tell is if it's anything that makes me feel like I'm shrinking or... Um, Like I'm not able to live in the fullness of who I am because a lot of times we'll compromise just to feel like we got a little bit of everything going on in our lives. Like, okay, I got my work. I got my boo. I got my family life. Like I have it all. And, you know, while I'm definitely, I'm definitely a firm believer in the fact that you can have it all. I don't know if that makes me a hopeless romantic or just, I don't know, like a crazy dreamer or whatever. But at the same time, I do feel like there's going to be times where, It's our time to shine in one aspect of life, but it's our time to sit down and be humble in another aspect of life. And that should be okay. You know, it's about balance and just being real with yourself. So that's my rant for this week. Um, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. I will talk to you guys next week. And just so you know. All new episodes are now airing on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays. My schedule got a little hectic, so I had to move the day. But yeah, you can expect new episodes every now and then. I might do an episode a day or two early, but you can definitely check for episodes of the podcast on Wednesdays.